1: You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 36. Today, I am inviting my sweet friend, Caitlin James, an incredible photographer, educator, and now a mother onto the podcast to talk all about purposefully slowing down and recognizing the need for different seasons in our life and in our business. And we're going to talk about all things marriage, parenting, growing a business and learning how to navigate the new seasons that life offers us. Without further ado, here's my friend Caitlin. You're listening to the Goal Digger podcast with Jenna Kutcher, the live workshop style business podcast for creative girl bosses. So you can train from the experts how to dig in, do the work and tackle your goals along the way. Here's your host, photographer, educator, artist and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher.
0: This episode of the Gold Digger podcast is sponsored by Honeybook. Honeybook is the management software that I use to stay organized, manage invoices, get paid, and give every client an elevated, unforgettable experience. Honeybook is offering 20% off exclusively for Gold Digger listeners. Just go to honeybook.com slash Gold Digger to get started and get your life back today.
1: Hey, Gold Diggers, it's Jenna Kutcher, and I'm so, so happy to be talking with my dear friend, Caitlin James. You've probably heard of her. If you haven't, you need to be prepared because your world is about to be rocked by this Virginia-based wedding photographer. She is incredible. She has a beautiful new home that I can't wait to go see and a brand new baby girl and, of course, her dog, Boca Boy. Yeah. And I just am so excited to have a conversation with her, to catch up with her, and you guys get to tune in. So welcome, Caitlin.
2: Thank you. I am. This has been in the works for so long, and I feel like this is like... like... Like the grand finale. It's finally happening.
1: I know. We've been like trying to connect. And the funny thing about Caitlin and I, and we were just talking about this, is we've only met twice in person. Mm -hmm. But the weirdest thing is is that we are really connected. We keep in touch with each other as well as two busy women can. And I think that there was something within us. I remember reaching out to you and just I sent her an email and I was like, it's time we connect. Like we have been walking the same path for way too long to not be friends. Let's chat. So Caitlin, tell everyone about you and then we'll just have a wonderful conversation together.
2: Okay. Well, whenever I get in this position, I'm always like, okay, what do I say first? (laughs) Where do I begin? Yeah. Where do I begin? I don't love talking about myself, but I do love talking about just what I've been able and and blessed to do with my life and my career and really the heart of what we do is my husband and I Michael we're high school sweethearts so we got married 6 years ago we now have a little girl and But our purpose, like despite all the changes that we've experienced in business, our purpose has been like, okay, how can I use the gifts and abilities that I have to make a difference and to bring purpose to other people's lives? And, and right now that's through being a wedding photographer and impacting our clients in a really awesome way. And then being a wedding photography educator. So I explain to people that I shoot weddings and then I teach other people how to shoot weddings and that's kind of what the heart and soul of what we're doing right now, what that revolves around. And so, yeah, I, it just seems so crazy because even though that has been what we've have been doing for so long, now I'm in the season of like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be a mom and I'm going to figure this out. And so it's still a very new concept, (laughs) but that's kind of where we are. Like it's a really cool thing to be able to impact people through the internet and to do it with my husband. So absolutely.
1: And I mean, are we ever going to figure anything out? I think that's like the biggest question.
2: Yeah. Someone said, um, I think it was Laura Casey, which I think she was just on here, which is awesome. Laura Casey said, you know, I don't think we ever really do find balance because once you freak out about finding balance, you realize like adding balance to your life is just adding more stress. So I think we need to think of our lives as seasons and those seasons are coming and going really quickly. And so I've tried to not think about balance as much as I'm thinking about I'm in a certain season and I need to just be focused on this season, which has helped me a lot. It relieves a lot of stress when I think about it that way. Oh my gosh,
1: absolutely. So tell us about this new season you're in because it has been incredible watching you transition into motherhood. And, you know, Caitlin and I have so much in common, especially the way that our brains are wired. And it's so funny when we sit down and talk, because I think... People would think we were speaking a foreign language, but you know, you've gone from this photography business to expanding into the education space and then building a home and going through so much personal stuff right. while you are preparing for baby. So talk about this season a little bit, the change, how your heart is
2: feeling and where you're at. Oh man. Well, I feel like I could talk about this for about three hours and it's probably because I've been cooped up in my home for three months, not talking to people. <laughs> I have had such a, just like a makeover in my mind of what my life looks like being more aware of the person that I am when I am working like I used to, you know, there are things about the way our lifestyle used to be before I got pregnant, before I had a health scare and had to have emergency surgery while I was pregnant. The way that I used to run my days and run my life was really hurting my marriage. It was hurting our business, actually, and I was not aware of it until I had to stop doing everything. And I mm-hmm. think that has been the most eye opening thing and also the best thing to prepare me for being a mom. So, what's crazy, just long story short, when I got pregnant, my hand, the right hand on the index finger was swollen a little bit. And it was swollen from July. I got pregnant at the end of May. So it was swollen from like July until October. And doctors were like, no big deal, just pregnancy. And then it got really bad at the beginning of December. And I started going to a, a specialist and he was like, Oh, no big deal. And then come to find out a couple weeks later that I had an aggressive tumor growing in my hand and it ate away 80% of my knuckle which meant that I was now in a situation where there was a very strong possibility that I was going to have my whole index finger and my whole knuckle amputated. And that is the very finger that I need to click my shutter button on my camera. So talk about like going through the shock of, Oh my gosh, my business, this cannot be what I'm living for because I tell people it's not, but really deep down, like Mm -hmm. I get a lot of my purpose from my business. And so here I am thinking I'm going to lose my finger. I'm pregnant. I have to go into emergency surgery. And I couldn't work for two months. I couldn't even type with my hands. Like it was awful. It was also the best thing that ever happened to me. So I'm sitting there in tears on the living room floor with Michael, like, how am I going to survive? This is awful. And then I realized like, that is the very thing that prepared me for the routine and the schedule of being a mom, because I am not Mm -hmm. getting stuff done the way I used to. And I'm okay with that because I'm just really glad that I have a daughter and that I have my index finger and it still works and the tumor's gone. So I think that's a miracle. Mm -hmm. Isn't
1: that crazy? I mean, even when everything was happening and Michael would text us to keep us updated because you couldn't text, you know, it is such a humbling experience because I think that when we think about our worth, we love to like project where our worth is wrapped up. And I know I'm not afraid to admit it. Like there's a piece of our ego and you know, ego is described to me as edging God out. Like, where are you edging God out of your life? And I think so much of that comes from so many external things. And so Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine the feeling and this stress. And even before we hopped on here, how you were saying, like, I had all my plans of like what I was going to do before the baby came and like none of those things happened and how
2: humbling, like crazy. Oh no, it, it is so humbling. And it just makes me realize, like, I felt so good about myself when I was doing things that I was really good at. And Mm -hmm. really what had happened is that like the last year of my life, I've grown and I've stretched so much because I entered into new seasons where I wasn't good at things. You know, like I have posted and shared a few things, not that much, but there's a lot more to be shared in the future about like, (laughs) I'm not domestic. Like I don't feel like I was ever capable of being a mom. And like now I am, and I I would never want to go back. You know, I just love this little girl so much. And then I think about like, as a wedding photographer, I'm good at certain things and I'm great at marketing and I'm great at teaching people But all those things can be stripped away from me. And really the last three months they were. And so I really had to focus on like, okay, getting up each morning, like if I'm going to be joyful, it can't come because of what I can produce today. It's literally got to come from the Lord and that's it. 'Cause I can't produce anything. <laughs> so right. and that's a oh great it's a great season to learn from. It's not a great season to live through. <laughs>
1: okay, I have a question for you. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about this, and I think that, you know, speaking to women, I think this is such a good conversation to have is we have felt, you and I especially, like inadequate in so many pieces of the feminine aspect of our lives. Mm-hmm. In the sense of like our businesses are you know, we're the breadwinners, we're right. the face of of the brand. were the ones like if we were given the task, if one of us had to clean the house and one of us had to work, Drew would definitely be the cleaner, the cook. Yes, the vacuumer. Yes. And I'm like, is there something broken in me? And I remember I mean, when we had talked about both of us starting families, we lived with this fear that yeah. there was going to be something wrong because mm-hmm. so much of our life had been so full and so blessed and so, yeah. you know, just gifted to us in a sense. And we were so worried that, you know, th- it can't be this easy. Like life can't be this good. And so, you know, how have those fears either come to fruition or, you know, been totally proved obsolete in this process of becoming a mom and going through all of your health stuff?
2: Oh gosh. You realize you just said like a book's worth of content in that last like segment, like you just said so much. And it's so true though. Like I have said over and over again, like, I'm living my life waiting for something to go wrong. That is not the way God calls me to live. And so I have to speak against that to myself every day. And, you know, through my hand tumor and the scariness of that, you know, when I first heard about it, I thought, well, this is it. This is, it could be cancerous. I could have cancer and this is going to be the big struggle, you know, cause everyone's got to have this major struggle in their life. And that's the way I honestly felt. And I felt like I was just like, no, it's going to be scary and I need you to trust me, but you need to also stop living your life thinking that I am just going to throw this black cloud at you for no reason, just because you haven't had a massive one recently, you know, because that's not how he works. So I feel like that lie in my life was debunked after I lived through surgery. I don't have cancer, Mm -hmm. but even if I had had cancer, even if I was living right now with a huge medical struggle, like I have grown so much from the scariness of surgery, the scariness of the tumor, the stress of having a harder pregnancy than other women. And I wouldn't change any of that. So (laughs) yeah, yeah, like dark storms are going to come in our life. But like, I, I am welcoming them now. I don't say that lightly. I know that that is so scary to say, but we lived through some of them this year. And I'm so thankful for what it did for my life and my marriage. I mean, what you said about the fear of like, not being feminine enough and not being a normal woman because of the way that I love business, the way that I love providing for my family in a role that normally a man would, that's a gift. I mean, the fact that I'm wired that way is a gift. And for so long, I viewed it as like, I am broken. Like something is wrong with me because people walk in the room with babies and I don't want to lift them up and I don't want to babysit and I don't want to cook recipes off Pinterest. What is wrong with me? <laughs> Amen. So, so I just feel like in this season, I have learned to have so much grace for myself and to not put myself in a box because, really, when we think about ourselves that way, we're putting ourselves in a domestic box of like women only look this way, and that's not true. And also in that season, I would resent my husband because he is good at those things. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like we're all backwards. What is wrong with our marriage? Like, why can't we be normal? And the truth is, is that the way that Michael and I live our life and the way that our marriage is set up and the gifts that we've each been given, like that is a way God planned it. And if I would just let it be, it would be mm-hmm. so much easier. And so we've done marriage counseling for two years and it's taken us two years to get to a place where. I can honestly look at Michael and he can look at me and be like, I thank God that you're the way that you are instead of us trying to change each other in order to fix our own insecurities, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, So yeah, gosh, it's been a journey. And I, I feel like I could sit down and talk for six hours about like what has changed in our marriage since all this has happened, but it's, it's just so good. It really is. I agree. One of the coolest
1: things I ever heard, and I think it was on the radio, but basically, and this is what I want to do someday when I'm a mom, is they had asked somebody like, what was the best wedding gift you ever received? And the person said that they received a card from the parents that said, should you ever feel the need to hire a marriage counselor we will pay for it. No questions asked. And mm-hmm. so in that gift, it removed yes. the stigma of marriage counseling. You know, people automatically mm-hmm. think like, oh my gosh, you're having problems. Right. And two, it made it so that there was never that barrier to get help. Right. And I was like, that is exactly what I want to offer to my children someday. Yes. Because like, what a blessing to say like, you're going to go through hell at some point, mm-hmm. And we would rather equip you with the tools and you know, the, professionals you would need to get through that. And yeah. I remember when we talked about it too, it's, I feel like it used to be a stigma that people kind of shied away from. Right. And I think now people are embracing it. And it's kind of like, if you're preparing for winter, winter will never come because you're ready,
2: you know? Right. Oh, it's so true. And like, honestly doing our, like, we call it life coaching slash marriage counseling. I call it life coaching when I don't want to admit that it's a marriage counselor, but <laughs> yeah. really that's what it is. And literally those phone calls are something that we dread. And then afterwards we're like, Oh my gosh, we really needed that. Like we were really struggling we didn't even know it. And there are things that Michael and I have known each other for literally our entire lives. And there are things that we have never said to each other or figured out about each other until we had a third member come into the conversation and I mean, it's changed everything and I, I cannot recommend it enough. And we were not falling apart at the seams. Like Mm -hmm. you said, you know, having a marriage counselor doesn't mean that you have problems, which they don't have to be major problems, but you wouldn't you agree? I think every marriage has oh, some type of problem. Oh gosh, yes. So like, and it's
1: just like discovering each other. Like there's yeah. so many hidden things or flaw, like not flaws, but like insecurities that are so deeply rooted within our lives. Sure. And it's like, we're afraid to even speak them into existence because mm-hmm. it makes, it means they're real,
2: you know? Yeah. And one of the things we've done is our marriage counselor is like what are the judgments you have against each other? And I'm like, I don't have any. And then two hours later, I'm sobbing. And I'm like, Michael, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, Cause really like, I've just, oh, I've just realized so much about myself and it explains so many of the problems that we've had in the past. And, and it really explains the problems that we've had working together in business, because that's been a struggle. I mean, it is not easy to work with your spouse. And so having a marriage counselor has been, I don't think we would still be working together if we hadn't started having like marriage counseling sessions, because it has literally opened our eyes and allowed us to see our marriage in a whole new way. And beforehand we were just always pissed at each other. So this is so much better. Yep. <laughs> it's so, so much, much better.
1: When did it, explain the whole transition of, you know, you both going full time together, what mm-hmm. your roles are and kind of what that looks like for you guys.
2: Yeah. So we, gosh, I think it's been, it's coming up on five years that we've been working together. Michael, okay was in a full-time job working as a high school youth pastor, which was awesome. And we loved it. And that was a whole nother story of like trying to decide if we were supposed to walk away from that. Mm -hmm. But we started working together. He left that job and like immediately started working for me. And Jody Gray said, well, it's going to take you about four years to get the hang of this. And I was like, "Uh, no, it's not because we're awesome. And why would it take four years? It's going to be fine. Well, it's almost five years and we are still figuring (laughs) it out. So the hardest thing has been Michael doesn't work like me. He is, and I want to say this in a really respectful way because it's something that's really great about the way he is, but he does not have workaholic tendencies like I do. Mm -hmm. That's one of my greatest flaws. And one of his greatest gifts is the ability to relax. And that is why we're together. Like it's a great combination, but because I ran the business, it's in my name, it's my baby. When he would just cut work off at 5 PM and there was still stuff to do, I would resent him for that. I would work longer than him. And then I would give him attitude when I came downstairs from my office, like mm-hmm. super unhealthy. And then those like resentments and judgments against one another, like he resented the fact that I worked too much. So we never talked about it. We just had this underlying tension and that tension grew for years and it exploded one year where we're just like, you know what, this is not working. I don't care if I don't see you because you know, our crazy schedules, you need to go get a nine to five. I'm going to keep running this business and run myself into the ground. Cause anything would be better than the way life is working together right now. That's when we started meeting with a marriage counselor. Yeah. <laughs> and it has been so rewarding to see like, if I would just respect and honor the way God made Michael, then maybe that would actually allow him to live into the gifts in our business that he was supposed to live into in the beginning. What Absolutely. I had done is that I like, because of the way I was running my business and letting my heart get out of control with what my passions were and what my priorities were, I was literally making it impossible for Michael to actually thrive in his role in the business because I was so controlling. So gosh, I mean, it's just amazing. Like now, now Michael has specific roles in our business and I don't mess with those roles. That's not my world. I need to let it go. And so he does so much better working with my sister than he does working with me. And so the business is set up now to where I create and I produce content and I am the face of the business. But Michael and Emily, they literally run the show. Like the whole back end of everything is them and the front end is me. And that's the best way it works. And I never would have gotten there if someone hadn't sat me down and said, Caitlin, let your husband be who he is and stop trying to change him because you're literally just putting yourself in a dark hole that you're never going to get out of if you don't stop now. And, That was a long-winded response, but that is literally what we have seen come full circle in the last five years.
1: No, that's incredible. And there are so many parallels even to where Drew and I are, like he is now working from home and my biggest gifting is that I am an action taker. So I have an idea, I execute it, it's done like way faster than sometimes it should be. And he is very thoughtful and it was Mm -hmm. driving me crazy because I'm like, Okay, you need to do this today. And then, you know, he would be very thoughtful and research and do all this stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 just like, just do it. Like, right. what is taking you? So like, are you seriously still working on that? Right. And, you know, it is, it's just this test of. Your true personality isn't even the first day he was working from home, he starts vacuuming at 9am. And I'm like, this is not gonna work. Like, I'm like, I actually work from home, like I need to do work, you know, And so it's been such an interesting road to walk in. I'm thankful that we have separate businesses, because when you're growing something like we've grown, I mean, we have put in hours upon hours and days and weeks and years into it and then to just let somebody step in and start assuming positions like that's hard to let go of
2: it is hard and like I don't think like Michael like when you said vacuuming like when Drew was vacuuming yeah. Michael would totally do that. And he does do that. But I had to recognize like, that is him. He sees that as being productive. And it is like our house has to be clean, but Absolutely. I'm not the domestic one. So like I wake up with a business to do list and Michael yes. wakes up with, Hey, how do I need to maintain and sustain our life at home? And I, and now I'm like, okay, I respect that. When before I was like, what the heck are you doing? You know? So <laughs> I totally understand. I wish you lived closer because we would just hang out all the time. Right. The
1: <laughs> boys could clean. They could have like conversations <laughs> about which cleaning products work the best. Yes. And we could get down to business. Oh gosh. So what does it look like now? I would love to hear about your roles in parenting and as mm-hmm. you're starting to get back into work coming off of your leave. You mm-hmm. know, how are you guys navigating this? Cause I, you know, I think it'll be on our horizon in in the next year or two. And I'm really interested to see that Drew has a heart for wanting to be more of a stay-at-home dad. And I right. still have a heart for business. And I know that will change, but what does it look like for you guys right now?
2: That is such a good question. And I, I feel like, well, one, we're six weeks in, so we're still kind of figuring it out. But because of what I've learned through like our life coaching and marriage counseling stuff, like I am totally fine with the fact that Michael is going to be more involved than most dads would be. First week of bringing Evie home, and this is super vulnerable, but I'm just going to share it because I think it'll help people. But my hormones were all out of whack and Michael is so good with kids and he's so comfortable with babies. Like when Ed would, you know, cry and scream her head off the first week, like Michael would come and swoop in and, and take her and soothe her and change the diaper. And I was just bawling in my room because I was just a hormonal wreck. And I quickly found that, like, I was letting myself believe that, like, I'm a bad mom because he just fixed the problem and I couldn't fix her. And and then, like always, we had a marriage counseling call. And what I realized was, like, I need to be thankful for the role that my husband can play in our life and not let it lead to insecurity in my own life. And since I recognize that, like now Michael's role is not, uh, it doesn't make me feel inferior. I see it as like a supplement to being just great parents. Like Evie needs Michael to be really strong in his giftings. And Evie needs me to be really strong in mine. She doesn't need one parent to fix everything. Like Being a good mom doesn't mean that I always have to change diapers and I always have to be the one to rock her to sleep. Like, praise the Lord, I have a husband that loves to do that because some men don't. So I'm just respecting that in Michael and I'm choosing to be thankful because of those things in his life and I'm not letting it attack my insecurities that I've had my whole life. And just recognizing that has been a game changer. So we're working again. I know it's only six weeks in, but like I told you before, the call. Because of my surgery, like everything we wanted to do beforehand, I basically took maternity leave before she was born. And now I've had six weeks off, but we're getting back into it because I didn't get everything done. So we have had like two to three days this week where my mom or his mom will come have some grandbaby time and Michael and I can work and we work so efficiently. Like oh, I, gosh. Remember, I can't even imagine. Oh my gosh. It's like, okay, we have three hours of childcare. We're going to get this stuff done and we do. And it's amazing. And it makes me feel so good. Right. And then this weird thing happens to me where like, sometimes I just have this desire to like, okay, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to go hold her. And I just mm-hmm. want to like, snuggle with her. And I have never had anything in my life. And it makes me want to cry. I have like never, I've been waiting for that. Like, what is, what if I ever going to have in my life? Like that will make me not desire to work as much. And it's her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Michael like i'm sure that makes him mad cuz he's been trying to make me stop work to do marriage things for the last 6 years
1: right um, like but, we just needed a baby <laughs> right
2: and not that a baby fixes things cuz like no. i honestly think we have been doing the groundwork in our marriage 2 years prior when the lord has prepared us for this season but yeah that's what life looks like it's like you work your butt off when you have the freedom and when she's napping and when you have childcare because when you're done working like your reward is getting to go hang out with your baby and That is so far, it's been a really cool system and it's working really well. So, yeah, I don't know if that answered that question or not, that but it's perfect. So good. Something
1: that I think was awesome that we talked about, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this too, is for us, when we went to Hawaii for the month, I was like really afraid of actually taking time off. You know, mm-hmm. you're like, yes, I know I can do this. I need this. But then right. I was like, gosh, my brain, you know, I've convinced myself for so long. My brain functions at a higher level and I can't shut it off. And it's like, no, I've never given myself the opportunity to, to like quiet it. And so when we were there realizing like nothing is urgent. And I think too, like you said, when you have something so incredible in your life, you look at like, oh, that email or posting on Instagram or whatever. And it just feels so insignificant. So did you get antsy at all when you were like on maternity leave or how did you, how did you feel about everything while you were actually taking time to rest, especially in your season prior to having Evie?
2: Yeah, I think... The hardest thing for me was like, when you do have a new baby, you have a lot of time to nurse and feed her, especially the first like two weeks where it's like every two hours, you know? (laughs) So what that means is like, I mean, I've committed to the first time she nurses a day. Like I have a list of people I'm praying for on my phone and like that's time with the Lord, but I don't do that every time she nurses. and so you look at your phone a lot more. And the hard thing about that is that I'm sitting here doing nothing. Well, I'm not doing nothing. I'm keeping a human being alive, which I have to remind myself of that. But I scroll my phone and I see what I used to be doing and other people. And I get really scared and overwhelmed and anxious about that. Like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I'm not doing that. I need to be doing that. My business is going to crumble. I'm falling behind. I'm not a leader anymore. Those are all the things I think about. And then I have to, Think about investigating another quote that I've gotten from our, you're going to think I just worship my marriage counselor, but really it's just really beneficial. (laughs) Um, She says like, Caitlin, you can investigate your thoughts or you can suffer from your insecurities. So you can think about what's going on in your head and decide, is that truth? Because if it is truth, then you would see results of that in other ways. Like you would have a bank account with zero in it. If you were really losing your business, Mm -hmm. if it is true that you're not a leader, you wouldn't have people that still follow you and still ask you questions in your inbox. Like those aren't true. Like I'm just believing lies. And so Mm -hmm. I had to remind myself the first few weeks of being a mom, like I am in this season and the Lord has given me this precious gift. And how dare I sit here on my phone and start thinking that I should be doing anything besides feeding her right now that is the only thing I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm not going to lie. Like I still struggle with it, but it's gotten so much better now that I can think, okay, Caitlin, investigate your thoughts. What the heck is true and what isn't, and don't act out of insecurity because it always burns me. So yeah, that's been hard. It's it's a new reality. Everyone
1: goes through that. And I think too, especially when you go from such a season of Hustle and like you're so excited. Mm Like, I look at hustle in the sense of I like love what I'm doing. Like, it's hard to get me away from it because I actually enjoy it. Right. But then switching from that into totally changing gears and being like, okay, it's time to slow down and like pause and take this new season, navigating that is like, So challenging,
2: yeah. And I joke about it, but I literally think the Lord gave me a hand tumor to show me how to do it because I couldn't Mm -hmm. do anything. You know, like had to be forced to do it almost. Yeah, and you know, Michael has been wanting me to learn how to slow down for six years, and I couldn't do it until this season. And so I feel like if I had any like magic words of wisdom for slowing down. I I love what you've said before about like slowing down. it, It does. It looks different for you. And I think it looks different for everybody. Slowing down for me is not doing things with work. It's either snuggling with our baby or it's doing personal things that fire me up. Like I agree with you. Like I can't sit on the couch for Mm -hmm. a whole season or a whole series of Netflix, but I can sit on the couch and make a photo book from a vacation. And that is not work. That's fun for me. And it's personal and it's something that's going to make me really happy. Or I've noticed like, okay, I want to slow down and have an afternoon of no working, but I will decorate a whole wall in our bedroom. And it makes me come alive. Like what fires me up is what I feel relaxed doing. So I think it's different for everybody.
0: Hey friends, are you enjoying today's episode?
1: Awesome, I thought so. I wanted to remind you about our free training coming up. You can sign up and join at photowebinar.com. There are five free live trainings all about how I doubled my photography income in two years while working less. Go to photowebinar.com, snag your seat, show up, and join me so that we can hang out live together and I can answer all of your biggest questions. Absolutely. I always find sometimes if I just go on Pinterest and see what I'm being pulled towards, it gives me like something else to put my energy into. So like right now we're decorating the Hawaii condo and it's like so fun to be switching gears and thinking Mm -hmm. about it in such a different way, like looking at benches or surfboards or, you know, things like that where you're like, okay, I do have other passions. And I think too, we're very good at convincing ourselves, especially women like us who are really like strong business women, we're like, no, this is my purpose. This is what I'm good at. Right. I like being good at things. So I'm going to keep being yeah. good at it. Exactly. And we convince ourselves that that's all we have. Like that
2: is the yes. pinnacle of who we are. That's so true. And, I've realized the last several years that like, I almost worship the fact that I'm so good at certain things. Mm -hmm. And because I'm so good at them, I just want to keep doing them. And I don't want to do other things because what if I'm not good at those things? You know, I don't want to switch gears because I'm winning at this right now. So let's just stay on that, you know, train of thought. But I, yeah, I totally get it. And If I could have like a Hawaiian condo to decorate, like that makes me want to just go out and buy something tropical because everything, everything we've been buying recently is baby oriented. (laughs) So gosh. um,
1: Yeah. What is that change? Like I've always wondered, you know, when people are like, I don't even shop for myself anymore. I shop for the baby. Is that true?
2: Well, we did just go to Target the other day and I didn't even go to the clothing section for women. I just went to the baby girl (laughs) section. I'm like, oh my gosh, what has happened to me? It happened. It totally happened. But I did buy her some really cute little coral capris um, and like sunglasses or when she goes to the It's just, it's a completely different train of thought. Like I used to think when I first got pregnant, I'm like, people are telling me about all this crap I need to buy. Like what the heck is a bumbo seat? Right. Um, (laughs) And now I know what all those things are. So, but it is, it's just the best and it is a, a weird new season, but it's the best season. And I just, I'm thankful for it, but I also know that I am still very new to it. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to figure it out as I go.
1: Yeah, but don't downplay how far you've already come. You know, that's like true, that's true. we always have that tendency to like, Compare ourselves to other people too are like, you know, we have it so easy. So you know, like you said, we're preparing for the storm that may or may not yeah. come constantly. And so you are like killing it. What did you do for your business? like so you find out you're pregnant. So mm-hmm. amazing. How do you, you know, recommend preparing your business? And again, this is all new territory. You're still figuring it out. But right. what kind of things did you guys do in order to prepare for this new season of life?
2: I think honestly, we found out we were pregnant in the midst of wedding season. And so we do have an assistant, but it almost like kicked my butt in gear and like allowed me to release my control on a lot of things that I was still hanging on to because I knew like, there are things that I want to get done. So my business will work for me when I don't want to be working. And so I handed over a lot of tasks to my sister. So, you know, little things like, She orders our wedding albums for us. And so I used to look over all of the design. I don't design my wedding albums, but I used to look over the design that our designer did before we would order it just to make sure I was comfortable with it. Why was I doing that? I have no idea. So I gave that up. Now I don't do that. My clients say they like it, so I'm just going to trust it. My sister now orders it. I got that thing off my plate. So I just went through everything that was consuming my time and I got rid of all the little things that I was saying yes to because of my control issues and I released control because I trust my sister and I trust Michael and I trust our team. So yeah, I handed over all the unnecessary tasks and that freed up a lot of time and a lot of mental space. And I think the mental space is really more beneficial than even the free time, because when your brain is packed full of all this stuff that you have to do, you really start to function out of that. And it's not a pretty sight. So yeah, mentally I cleared some headspace and I really started thinking about like, okay, I really need to get a handle on what my expectations are. And I'm Mm -hmm. so glad I did because now that I am a parent, like an example would be, I decided before we moved into this house that I knew I wasn't going to be able to decorate it the way I decorated our last house. I decorated our last house in literally two months. The whole thing was decorated. Mm -hmm. That's not the case this time. And I'm really grateful. I set that expectation because I don't freak out about it. Mm -hmm. The other thing is like, I'm a photographer and now I'm responsible for documenting my own baby's life. Well, people have been sending us baby books from day one. And I decided like, you know what? I'm not going to do all this. I'm going to pick the best thing that fits what I want. And I'm only going to do one thing. So Evie doesn't have a massive baby book that you fill in all the little things. She has a promptly journal, which is, it's like a childhood history journal. And because cool. what's important to me is like a few great pictures and writing letters to her. So now that's all I do. Like once a month, I'm committed to that. I'm not going to do all the things. Like I didn't do the whole one picture a month of my bump growing every day. Cause that's not right. I'm, so I just said no to like all these normal pregnancy things that everyone else was doing, and it was so freeing. And it also allowed me to not freak out over business stuff. So
1: I think that happens in our business too. Where again, I think it's so much, and so much of this conversation is about like falling prey to the lies and the fears, yeah, and even when we were talking in business, it's like right now we're looking at like, where is our time being spent? Mm -hmm. And one, is it influencing other people in a positive way? And two, is it moving the bottom line? Because at the end of the day, we need to be thinking as CEOs. And if we're Mm -hmm. working in our business, we're not actually working on our business. And so it's so much of like letting go of all these little things that we've convinced ourselves that only we can do. And I think that even as you said, like letting go of approving an album, like you, I think it comes from confidence of knowing that you've raised up leaders that can now do that for you. Do
2: you agree? Yep. Oh, I totally agree with that. And it allows them to rise up and fill the role that you're asking them to fill. Like Mm -hmm. it gives my sister a lot of confidence when I'm like, Hey, you know what? I know I'm the one with the design background, but I want you to make this graphic because I don't need to make it. And you're good at this, you know, absolutely. It's just releasing control. Like I don't need to be making graphics. She's great at that, you know,
1: right? Yes. Yeah. And I think too, I mean, when did you start hiring your team? Cause for us, it was like a year ago when we actually started having like contractors that were steady with us and that kind of thing.
2: Yeah. So I hired our editor five years ago, which okay. is crazy. It's been a long time. She feels like she's a part of the family yeah. and we have worked with her exclusively for five years. And then we got, you know, we outsourced album design the next year. And then we had our actual team start forming almost. We're working on two years. So in June, okay. it'll be two years. And that's when we, I mean, I hired my sister as like, Hey, I'm going to pay you a couple hours a week to do this, this, and this monitor social media, proofread my blog posts, things like that. Mm -hmm. And now that Emily is literally running the whole back end of our business. Like if you are a part of one of our courses, she knows who you are. Like if you are like, she just, she does all the customer support. She's amazing. And so, yeah, and then we hired my mom and my mom does amazing things, but she, now that we have a baby, like she has taken over a lot of life roles and making sure that our house is running and helping us with that so that Michael and I can do what only we can do.
1: You know, what's so funny is that I think our moms should be friends because I told my mom about you and like what you've done with your mom. And so now my mom has it in her head, mom, if you're listening, someday I'll get you to retire and uh, do what Caitlin's mom is doing. But what a blessing to be able to use your business in a way to help support your
2: family too. I mean, that's insane. Did you ever think I could get to that? You know? No, no. And like, Oh, I just, I'm not going to cry because I want to. <laughs> this is a and podcast. You do blame Caitlin. it on
1: hormones, but hey, we are kind of feminine that we cry a lot.
2: I know. Yeah. See, we are feminine, Jenna. Like, mm-hmm. this is fine. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I just, when I think about how miserable my mom was in her job before, and my mom, like, doesn't, she is, I get my work ethic from her. Like, she will stay up till 2 a.m. getting the job done. Like, she's so right. hardworking, but she also doesn't have the entrepreneurial mindset that I do so like she felt stuck in the job that she had and like the business that the Lord gave me when I was 20 years old as a college student it's now the same business that allowed my mom to basically have a dream job she's getting to help her daughter and her son-in-law run their life and it's giving us so much peace in our it's just a win-win and I never thought this would happen ever, and it's that is my greatest success, honestly. Like we've been in magazines, we've spoken at conferences around the world, but like the greatest success of my business is that my mom got to quit a job she hated, and now she has so much joy in her life, like that. And my baby sister has a baby of her own; she doesn't have to leave for work every day. She gets mm-hmm. to be at home with that baby because I created a successful business. That Isn't that crazy? Yes, it makes the me gravity so happy. of that
1: is kind of heavy, but like in a really cool way.
2: Yeah. I mean, I have to not focus on like the risk of that. Like, oh my gosh, if I don't do something, we can't pay no. the bills and we they can't pay their bills. But that like, you can't think like that and be an entrepreneur at the same time. Right. That's so so cool. Oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So what does the rest of the year look like for you? Did you guys take on less weddings? Did you plan less education or are you kind of just letting things unfold as they will?
2: Well, we have half the amount of weddings that we've done in the past. So we're doing like 14 weddings and that's going to be awesome. I've never had my summer you know, since yes. college, I've never had a free summer. So we have that going on, and there are heavy months and then light months. Good. We have another big educational thing in the works for this summer, but until then, we have some little things going, and we actually started hosting workshops again. <gasps> and so in our new house, which is so exciting. Amazing. Yeah, the first two are sold out, and then we'll release the second two as we get closer to those dates. But yeah, I in some ways it's like, yeah, we're slowing down. But really what I think is happening is that I'm just learning how to have contentment in the season that I'm in. So yeah, I can still do what I want to do and only work three days a week. When before I was really working seven days a week and covering Mm -hmm. it up and telling people I wasn't. So that's That's just true transparency there.
1: (laughs) You know, what's funny too that I think about so often is it's like we are like, especially when you have an educator's heart, you know, you're always coming at things from a place of service Mm -hmm. and we were serving the idea of busy. Like we were serving the idea of hustle Mm -hmm. without actually understanding that. And it's funny now because I can see it in other people where it's like I know that they're working around the clock and it's like last night I went out to dinner with my parents like I'm working from my brother's house right now my nephew and Drew are playing upstairs and it's just such a beautiful thing to actually see what it looks like on the other side and Mm -hmm. that the grass is not always greener and so while it might feel like you're slowing down I don't think you are I think you've prepared to handle the busy in a new way Mm -hmm. you know
2: Yeah, no, I can totally, I, that's a great line. I'm going to put that on my mirror and I'm going to put Jenna Kutcher underneath of it. So I feel like you're always with me. (laughs) Because Um, That's what you've prepared for. I mean, that's what you've worked so hard for. And it's,
1: I mean, really, you're probably Mm -hmm. not going to do things all that differently, but now you're able to handle it in a totally new way. And Mm -hmm. you're forced to, in a beautiful way with having a sweet baby, you know?
2: Right. No. And, and it's so humbling to think about like, what if you were given this? Like, what if you were given those seasons of hard work and the success that I have now? Like, Mm -hmm. and it was for the purpose of being able to slow down. But because of my insecurity, I never slowed down. Like Mm -hmm. I never got to live in the joyful season and the peaceful season that I worked so hard for. Like that would be devastating to look back when I'm 80 years old and be like, I just never took time to enjoy what I had worked so hard for, you know? Oh my gosh, absolutely. So, so
1: where can everybody find you? Because you have to say all of your accounts, because I follow all of them and I need everyone else to. So first, where can everybody find you?
2: <laughs> well, I think the easiest place to make sure that you stay up to date is obviously through Instagram. So at Caitlin James on Instagram. But if you are a photographer and you want to learn, you want to grow, you can go to CaitlinJamesEducation.com. But what I would actually recommend now that I'm using the link tree option on my bio profile on Instagram, we have all of our most important and most up to date links there and allows you to have free downloads. It allows you to sign up for a webinar that we're doing where we're helping photographers with marketing. There's all the links. They're just all the links and they're underneath my Instagram profile. So that's a great place to send people. Absolutely. And I just want to say
1: like, thank you for being you. I, one of the most incredible things everyone needs to know about you is from day one, we had this such an honest relationship. I remember mm-hmm. we were sitting down together for the first time meeting a person and we're like telling each other things and we're like, I've never told anyone that like my mom <laughs> is the only one that knows that. Yes. And I think that when you can build friendships like that and that all start from something as silly as Instagram or, you know, yeah. watching each other and finally saying like, we need to be friends and genuinely praying for each other and supporting each other and you know, yeah. asking each other hard questions. I just think it's such a blessing and such a true testament that community over competition can exist, Sure, can breed beautiful things and can yeah. create just like positive
2: influences in your life. No, it's so true. And I just want to say like, for those that are listening that don't or haven't had the privilege of meeting Jenna in person, like she's the real deal. And so I think funny. it's just such a blessing, like to meet someone who you were just so open with me and like so honest with me. And I think that that was vulnerability and friendship is that's how you gain intimacy. And that's how you Mm -hmm. gain really long lasting, deeply rooted friendships. And I'm just thankful for that. So speaking on a podcast and getting to talk to you is such like a a highlight of my week, but hanging right. out with you in person would be even better. So we might want to make that happen.
1: Yeah, I'm going to come and you have to go check out Caitlin's home account, a home made for hosting. Oh yeah. Her house is total goals and it's been such a beautiful thing to see how you guys have gotten to that point. And you have just been so honest throughout that process as well. And I think that is just such an amazing thing. I always feel so uncomfortable when people comment like hashtag goals. Cause you're like, well, okay, um, <laughs> this picture might make it look like that. (laughs) But in reality, you know, it's probably hashtag not goals, Um, but what a blessing to be able to watch that transformation and really see your heart of service in that. And also just how incredible is it to watch people actually achieve things that they've been dreaming about? Like,
2: how can you Um, not get
1: behind that, you know?
2: Right. And, and honestly like that was all the Lord and I look at it now and I'm like we are living in a house on land that was never for sale how did that happen so like you have a story story. yeah you just got to share it you know absolutely oh my
1: gosh well thank you so much for coming on you are one of my dearest friends and I'm just so happy that the gold digger audience gets to hear it from your heart so thank you my
2: love you're so welcome it was an honor
1: Thanks for listening to Gold Digger. Dive into show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. You gold diggin' dream chaser, you.